Hello, everybody. This is Gary Bay Nerd Chuck, host of Wine Library TV, aka WLTV, and this is BBQ Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show. The show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs. You'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting the website thebbqcentral.com now let's get in the smoke here's your program host greg rempe hey everybody welcome to another edition of the really and when i say really big tonight i mean really big barbecue central show yeah it's the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Dare I say the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Let me give you some contact information in case you want to jump in on the show tonight. You can do it a couple different ways. You can always call in 877-448-0433. It is toll-free 877-448-0433. Also... You can email the show at any time if you want to. Greg at the com is the way to do that as well. Those are the two ways to jump in. You can also get in on the chat if you want to. If you're just audio side, you'd like to mix in a little bit with some of the other centralites uh, taking part in the show tonight, you can do that by heading over to the video side of the show at outdoorcookingchannel.com. Go to the live feed and then just jump right in. You can sign in with your Facebook. You can sign in with your Twitter. Take advantage of meeting up with at least uh, 20 plus other people that are in right now soon to go a lot higher than that, I would imagine, given the guest list tonight. Abbreviated open because we got a lot to get to over the next two hours. And here's what's happening on the show tonight. In a couple minutes from now, we're going to be joined by Pitmaster of Pellet Envy, Rod Gray. We're going to be talking to him about the contest That took place just this past weekend out there in Murfreesboro. He was one of the teams, one of the many teams that took part in that very unique Praise the Lard contest. And it is a dual sanctioned event. One day is KCBS, next day is NBN. Perhaps I'm mistaken, it might actually be all in one day and you have staggered turn-in times. We'll get the clarification from Rod on that. But more importantly... The overall scope of the show is going to be holding, I guess, one guest in specific in the second hour. But uh, the majority of the show is going to be focused on American Royal. If you're any fan of competition barbecue, you realize that October, while unfortunately signaling that it's going to be mother winter soon enough here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. It means that October is like one of the best months for competition barbecue, of course, that we can go through and say, no, it's going to be this month. This month is better than that month, whatever. But when you look at size of competitions and the importance of some competitions that happen during the calendar year, October is the place to be. First weekend in October, you always know it's going to be American Royal time. A couple weeks after that, it's going to be Jack Daganiel's time, if you watch Epic Meal Time. Jack Daganiel's time, so... 
we're looking forward to that. So it's going to be American Royal. We're building up to that this coming weekend. Lots of people are going to be taking part in that. There is an invitational event, and then, of course, there is the Open, which is going to house over 500 teams. So we'll talk to Rod about the American Royal and uh, perhaps how that differs from the other competition that will be taking place a couple weeks later. Rod is, uh, I believe, on the competition committee for that as well. So that'll be Rod Gray coming up, and then we have Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins, who I believe is sitting in third place overall, KCBS, and uh, that'll be great to talk to him. He is also going to the Royal here. We've got Rod Gray uh, calling in here, uh, so i just got to get back with him. Uh, Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins, so we'll be talking to him about the Jack, building that up, and then second hour we have Craig Sherry from Texas Pepper Jelly who will be calling in. And we're going to talk to him more about the Jack Daniels, I guess. But we'll see if he's going to be attempting American Royal this coming weekend as well. And then we're going to be closing out the show big time with Mr. American Royal himself, Mike Davis. So we're completely loaded from front to back, belly to belly, top to bottom, top drawer to bottom, however you want to spin it. We're ready to go. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Dot com or the email addresses, and uh, that is what is on tap tonight. All right, we're going to get out early so we can have often interviews. We get out early, we get out often. want to talk to you real quick about Fred's Music and Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. TastyLicksBBQ.com or Fred's Music and BBQ.com. He's got a Turkey Fest 2011 coming up. We're giving you at least a month in advance notice. It's going to be Saturday, November 5th. 2011. It's going to be from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. And here's what's happening. The smoking guitar player and the people at Fred's Music and Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply invite all of you for an all-day turkey grilling and roasting demonstration at the barbecue showroom at 214 West Lancaster Avenue in beautiful, dare I say tropical, especially November, Shillington, Pennsylvania. They'll be cooking on Big Green Egg and other fantastic grills and smokers. Here's what's going to be happening in an actual breakdown. Mad Max Rosen will demonstrate the Mad Max turkey method. Max makes his third annual appearance this coming November. Max makes uh, Max comes from Virginia every year to show all the eggheads his foolproof method for roasting a turkey on the Big Green Egg, so you don't want to miss that. And then it's going to be Walter Carroll with an apple cider turkey. The Big Green Egg distributor representative will be demonstrating for about the 10th time at Fred's Music and Barbecue his delicious turkey roasting method flavored with the seasonal spirit of apple cider. Then you got Steve Schmidt from Schmidt's Poultry and the Shillington Farm Market. He'll construct and cook right before your eyes the turducken. That's right. It's a chicken stuffed inside of a duck, and then you take that duck chicken and you stuff it inside of a turkey. And then you roast it, and you really get a kick out of this dish, which is a very popular dish in the southern United States as well. And then closing out Turkey Fest 2011, the smoking guitar player himself will prepare and roast a spatchcock spatchcock turkey and a beer can turkey. Both hits every year, and you'll learn how to roast a turkey to perfection on your grill in less than two hours. Remember, spatchcocking, you're taking the backbone out of that, whether it's a turkey or a a chicken, whatever poultry you got. It's going to cook faster because you don't have that cavity. Heat's going to distribute even quicker. Fun starts around 10 a.m. Saturday, November 2011, November 5th. They will see you at the Shillington, Pennsylvania location located 214 West Lancaster Street for the Turkey Fest 2011. Again, that date, Saturday, November 5th. 
the smoking guitar player, and the people at Fred's Music and Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply have that all-day turkey grilling and roasting demonstration. Again, at the 2014 West Lancaster Avenue in Shillington, Pennsylvania. Big green eggs, grills, smokers abound. It's going to be great. Fred's Music and BBQSupply.com for more information. We're going to come back with Rod Gray, Stan Ride. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. Uh, Eight past the hour, just waiting for Rod Gray. He is uh, on the proverbial clock, I guess. 877-448-0433. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Call <laughs> Show.com. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com is the email address. Don't forget, coming up after Rod, we have Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins. We have Craig Sherry from Texas Pepper Jelly. And we also have Mike Davis closing out the show, Mr. American Royal. All right, let's go ahead and uh, head over to the hotline. Joining me, a friend of the show. Just got back from Murfreesboro, Illinois this past weekend. Rod Gray from Pellet Envy. Rod, how are you, buddy? I'm, I'm great, Greg. How are you, buddy? Doing absolutely fantastic, Rod. One of my favorite times of the year. It's October. And if you're any fan of competition barbecue, especially for you guys that are out there competing each and every weekend, uh, October seems to kind of hold this majesty, this uh, mystique about having some of the biggest competitions that happen all year, especially those that seem to be revered, ones that need to be won before you hang up that proverbial uh, the proverbial cleats or you clean out this, however you want to put it, I guess, Ron. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? Does this month seem to be kind of a, a magical month for you or is it just like any other month for competition barbecue? No, 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 no. This is the month where you want to be hitting your stride, Greg, where you want to be, you know, at the peak of what you do all year long. And some of us are, and some of us aren't, you know, who, who doesn't want to win, uh, what is what I consider the true national championship, the American Royal Invitational, who doesn't want to win a 505 team contest, the American Royal Open. And, and last but not least, who doesn't want to win the, the Jack Daniels, even though they leave some of the best teams in the country at home every year. Who doesn't want to win that? I mean, uh, that that makes you a world champion in theory, I guess. Rod Gray joining us here from Pellet Envy. Uh, Rod, before we move into the American Royal and then uh, t- talk a, a little bit of philosophy about Jack Daniels, uh, you were at Praise the Lord this past weekend, uh, just out of the top 10 overall. Unique event. Uh, you're doing KCBS. You also have the option of uh, doing MBN as well. Uh, did you do uh, both sanctions or did you just stay on KCBS side? No, I went there on a mission to try to improve my Kingsford points, and I stick stuck strictly to the KCBS event. I heard you talking about it in the opening, Greg, and it is all done on one day. Oh. It, it is essentially, if, if you did all of it, and there were, uh, I believe there were 13 teams that, that took on all of it, meaning all of the four KCBS categories plus the three MBN categories, if you did all of it, you started turning in at 10 o'clock and you didn't catch your breath until the final turn in after 2.30. Um, I don't know uh, how, how a team uh, – obviously, when I think of team, I think of a couple of guys or a husband and wife, and those are essentially the KCBS teams. But, you know, in the NBN style, those guys have groups that are like like a tribe. 
they have eight and ten people on board, and you would have to to do what they pulled off. In fact, speaking of pulling something off, hats off to Pat Burke from Tower Rock, who swept the MBN event that yeah. day and turned in all four of the KHBS categories. What an amazing, amazing feat. It, I mean, it has. it's truly unique. Uh, it used to be, uh, well, last year... And, and for years prior, you also had that dual event down in uh, D.C., but that didn't happen this past year. Uh, so you're looking at Murfreesboro probably being one of, if not the only, dual-sanctioned event uh, that at least has any type of notoriety. It has to be something to behold just as a competitor to see people really chase and tail to get everything turned in for each individual sanctioning body. Well, I didn't see much of it. I mean, my turn-ins, honestly, were at 10 o'clock, 11.30, 1 o'clock, and 2.30. So I took naps in between my turn-ins. So <laughs> I, was, uh, it, I didn't get to see much of it, but I can only imagine the mad scurry people had to be in to, uh, to get all that done. So it's, what, it, I just, it's amazing. What did you think about your, your cook overall? You know, I didn't cook well. I'll be honest with you. I had too much time on my hands. Um, I lit my pit earlier than I normally do, and I kept it lit longer than I normally do. I had all the spare time to think about it. So, uh, you know, the, the turn-ins were also a little off. You turned in chicken and then pork and then ribs and then brisket. Well, two things happened to me. I was in my pit enough on a cooler morning that my chicken was a little bit underdone, and I knew it. I thought it was acceptable. The judges did not. I think I was 42nd in chicken out of 55 teams. Um, then we turned in pork, and I thought my pork was acceptable, and it was a 10th-place call. Then I, I was so focused on cooking the absolute perfect rib that day, and lo and behold, I overcooked my ribs a little bit. When I turned into Carolyn Wells, I asked her if by chance we didn't have some MBN judges in the KGBS side because <laughs> they liked their little ribs a little more done, and lo and behold, we didn't have those in there. And I was 20th in ribs, and, and then I really thought I had a spot on brisket, honestly. I don't say that often, but it was as good or better than the brisket I'd won with the weekend before, and uh, they recognized it as a, as a fourth-place brisket, and I was happy with that. Now, we talked a little bit earlier in the year, and I, I did question you as a team that is typically seen, you know, top three, top five uh, when you go to that KCBS.us website to see overall rankings. Uh, you're, I believe it was ninth at uh, last reflection. And at that point, you said, you know, my, my game's off. Uh, you know, I got a little, uh, I don't want to say lazy, but uh, maybe you were expecting just to continue to do well on the heels of what you had done in the past. Have you made those adjustments uh, or do you feel like something's missing in camp right now? No, I'm, st I'm still not hitting on all cylinders. There's, there's no question. Um, I can't tell you the last time that two of my four categories were out of the top 25. Um, right now, chicken and pork, I'm not even on the map. Uh, I, I'm, I think I'm second in brisket and I think I'm sixth in ribs, which has fallen off a little bit. I was as much as like second in ribs, I think, at one point. I don't remember, but you can't even find me in chicken and pork. So it's obvious that those two categories are not working for me. And I'm just one of those guys that just slow to change, Greg. And I haven't, I haven't decided yet what, I, what change I'm going to make, if any. I'm still trying to, to finesse these same recipes I've always, I've always used and the ones I, I've always taught. I'm still cooking them. And, you know, the sad part is about the time I'm ready to give up on one of those two, they hit for me somewhere, and then they drag me along for two or three more contests. But one of these times, I'm just going to have to knuckle under and make a couple of changes and see what happens. But, no, you can, you can, you can see it on paper. Pellet Envy is not the same team we've been the last three or four years. 
Rod Gray joining us here from Pellet Envy, the website, by the way, pelletenvy.com. Rod also sponsored by Greased Lightning and Easy Grill, which we'll get to here uh, before the end of the segment. So as we look <laughs> forward to this coming weekend, uh, Rod, American Royal, both the Invitational and the Open Invitational, Again, in my opinion, as someone who's never competed, but I just look at it from a sports talk show host kind of perspective, I see the ability for those that win to go down somewhere and compete against all the other people that have won that uh, we, we can both make arguments against the fact that uh, Jack Daniels doesn't allow that uh, because of that drawing process. Winning that, is that the crown jewel for you to, to go back and say, hey, out of all these hundred and, you know, it's like 125, 127 people last year or whatever it is, but it's a large amount of really good cooks that are all convening to really go at each other one time during the year. Is that the one that you're looking to win every year? Well, I'm looking to win it. I'm looking to win the Open. And I'm, I would love to win the Jack. But but here's the thing. And this is, and I will stand by this. Um, Brown Foreman does a better job of marketing their event nationwide than the American Royal does of marketing their event. So in the eyes of a lot of people, the, the championship to win is the Jack Daniels. But, but, but I would hold my head higher having won the American Royal Invitational against any team that has won and qualified, won a contest and qualified in the previous year. Every single team is invited. No one is left off that list. As compared to the Jack, where they're trying to pull a team from each state, so they get a little bit of free press in each state, which which bolsters the dollars they spend on the event. I get it. I love the idea. I'm a marketing guy. I think Jack does a fabulous job. And and no, you know, I can I can see people like Chris Hart and Kelly Worth and 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 ton of people, Scotty Johnson, all shaking their heads at me um, because and, and they're they're saying it's sour grapes because I'm not there this year. But the truth is. You go win the American Royal Invitational, and you have you have done something. You have beaten everybody who has won a qualifier in in that previous year. You are you are the best of the best when you win that contest. All right, so let's turn it around. Then you're the best of the best of that contest, and then for those strong, hardy triathletes or biathletes, you're going to turn around and do the Open the following day. You're going to open it up to almost five times more competitors. If you win that one. Can you say that you're the best barbecue cook in the world? Is that just more of a fact that you're landing on better tables than somebody else? I mean, that's a huge, huge amount of competitors, and there has to be some type of that crapshoot element when it comes to the Open. Well, I'm not going to tell you no, but you can wave from the stage at everybody else while you're wearing a crown and sitting in a, in a purple crown royal uh, throne, and, and you've just beat 504 other teams, so you're by far the best cook that day. Um, is there some luck involved? Sure, but there's some luck involved in a 25-team contest too. Now, um, you know there are, there is the, there are these eras of people who dominate the American Royal. You know, about every 10 years, one comes along. We had one in, in we had one in Kansas City, Three Little Pigs, and it moved yep. on to USA Smoke out of Texas. And in the current era, um, pains me to say, but but La Bull is dominating. Yeah. Uh, the American Royal. So, so there's more than luck involved. Obviously, obviously there is, and and it is a huge, huge, huge feat to win the American Royal Open. Um, huge feat. I'd love to win the Open. I'd love to win the Invitational. Do you think it's possible to turn and go back to back? Yeah, I think it's possible. I think we almost saw Chris Lilly do it one year. Um, I, I can't remember the year, but he won the Invitational, and I want to say he was third or reserve. The next day, and it was so, it was so close. And I think other people have done it too. I mean, I, I really wasn't prepared for that question, but I think it's possible. 
Um, I think odds wise, it's improbable, but it, but it, but it's possible. Rod Gray joining us from Pellet Envy. So as we're looking towards this weekend, what's your confidence level? You said you weren't hitting on all cylinders. It's been kind of a tough year for you. You've been under the weather uh, for a little portion of that as well. So getting into a competition that you would obviously like to win, you alluded to the fact that you want to win every competition you're in, but this one is obviously special. How, how are you feeling going into this weekend? Well, there's an added element for me. We cater the largest party at the American Royal on Friday night. Right, yeah. um, uh, 800 people, private party. We cook it all fresh and hot. It's a really, really big deal for us to do this and do it right. So honestly, the last, this is our fifth year to do it. And honestly, if you look at the last five years of Pellet Envy at the American Royal, it hasn't been really great. And that's because I put a lot of my energy into what I'm trying to do and get done on Friday night before I turn my attention to either one of those contests. And it shows quite honestly, but this is the kind of deal where it's in my hometown and it's something as if I'm going to be a full-time barbecue guy, it's something I cannot pass up. And so I do it out of necessity. I enjoy it uh, once a year like this, but I do it out of necessity and, and it affects my cooks. So I'm going to have to be luckier than most um, to, to do really well at either one of the events this weekend. And, and I go into this with this mindset, but, but believe me, I'll give it everything I have uh, both Saturday and Sunday when it comes to turning in the product. All right, so you're looking at some of the other teams that are going to be there for the Invitational. A lot of people, a lot of teams out there that are cooking very well right now. Are any of them leaping right out to you? I mean, you, can you point as Munchin Hogs at the Hilton as, as a uh, perennial favorite to win this year because of how well Robert's cooking? Well, I can pick I can pick Rob probably to win Team of the Year unless, unless <laughs> Swine Assassins just literally catch fire and find some 50-team some contests to catch up to him with. I mean, those guys, if you look at them, in my opinion, Munchen Hogs of the Hilton and Swine Assassins have pretty much separated themselves from the whole rest of the field this year. Yeah. They're trading blows. They're both winning contests on the same weekend. They're both inching up the scale, but Swine Assassin can't quite, can't quite catch Rob because he's, he's battling it out at these 50-team contests, and he's winning them lately. So, so does that make him a, a favorite at the American Royal Invitational or Open? Well, he seems to be hitting on all cylinders, as do the guys at Swine Assassins. So, honestly... You know, those two guys, um, but don't, 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 do not count out people like Tuppy Stone, who's been opening restaurants and not paying so much attention to competition barbecue. Um, you know, he's been just now starting to, to get in his groove. He won last weekend in North Carolina, um, backed that up with a, uh, a win a couple weeks prior. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just finally now starting to cook almost every weekend. But, but honestly and truthfully, Greg, there's going to be a field of teams in the American Royal this year, and it could be any one of them. There are a ton of great cooks out there this year. All right, so you, when we look past American Royal. We, we look to the Jack Daniels. Uh, no sour grapes on your part, as you said, uh, for not being in this year. And you've been in a number of times before. Um, because of the marketing, you kind of alluded to it uh, a little bit more. Do you think that's the overall reason on why a lot of barbecue cooks want to win that one? It's because the marketing has been done so well that somehow that supersedes the actual importance of the conver- uh, the competition? Well, it's the marketing from Brown Foreman that, is, that has built the contest up, but it's also the exclusivity of not everyone gets to be there. So, so you have to do something and still have some luck to get down there. And I think you, I think you put those two together and they create the kind of event and kind of atmosphere that is a really big deal. Not to mention, you know, the American Royal is a not-for-profit organization whose focus is to give money to charity. Actually, it's to provide scholarships for young people um, with agrarian values. Brown Foreman's job is to market Jack Daniels. It's not hard to do that, 
But once you win the American Royal, they, they help you a little bit in, with some of the marketing that goes on with, with marketing your team as their champion. Whereas that's not the Royals' focus, even though I wish it were, and I'm working towards maybe doing some of that here in the near future. But the point is, you know, honestly, you win the Jack Daniels, and and you get some help in terms of, of, of people learning about who your team is and what they've done. Rod Gray from Pellet Envy joining us here on the show. PelletEnvy.com's website, and uh, again, sponsored by Greased Lightning and Easy Grill. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, those particular companies here uh, as we close out the segment, Rod. I was perusing the internet, making sure I had all the links right for post-show notes. It looked like Easy Grill was kind of branching out a little bit in the product line. It's not just the grills that you can find at Party City or some other places, but it looked like they were venturing into the convenience charcoal market as well. They are. They are. I'm glad you noticed that. They've got a great little charcoal product out there that, they, that, they're, that they're putting out. They also have done some small things around the Easy Grill, like the Burger Press, if you haven't seen those. And those are really, really cool. So you're exactly right. And I appreciate you doing your homework on that. Easy Grill is, in addition to the grills, they're working on a charcoal product. And they've got a few ancillary products right around the grill. Really great stuff. And, uh, I mean, as far as price point, uh, still something economical. Like, I mean, those Easy Grills are just... One of the coolest things out there, it's you know less than 10 bucks, and it's going to fire up. It's going to stay lit for a, a nice long while, at least for some type of a picnic cook, and, and then you're just done with it. There's no, you don't have to tag along the grill or anything like that. Yeah, you don't throw your dirty grill in your trunk and take it with you. You don't have to wait for your grill to cool down, you know, to throw it back in your trunk to take it home without burning the trunk off your car. You know, you use the grills. The, the party size, the large one, is, 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 is $9 and change. You know, this time of year, you can find them on sale, especially like at Lowe's, for a whole lot less than that because the season's ending. They're great to throw in your trunk. You light one up in about 15 minutes, you're cooking. At, at West Virginia, Tuffy Stone told me that we were just too far away to go get something for dinner, so he brought some chicken wings out, <laughs> and we grilled them off on a party-sized Easy Grill and had a feast with just, you know, lighting up one little grill. It was a blast. They're perfect for that kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely perfect for that. Yeah. And I appreciate you doing your homework on it. Yeah, I think – and. Maybe it just happens to be Kismet, but a very good partner product to that, uh, it's, it's something that also sponsors you, is Greased Lightning, and a product that I've been using a number of years prior to you you know, actually mentioning it on the show, but this is a, a cleaner that I use religiously on grills, but it's great for guys to just get dirty. I don't wear an apron because I, I associate that with, I guess, not being manly uh, very much, but it takes grease stains right out of your clothes, so, I mean, I like to be clean, and this is a product that works very well and a long-time sponsor of Pellet Envy. I'm I'm just getting my voice back, Greg, because somebody just kicked me in the balls with this apron <laughs> comment. Uh, I wear an apron. I'm just going to tell you. I, that, I said it just me. Um, it's just me. Yeah, you know, you're kicking a lot of people in the balls tonight. Swine assassins are second. They're not third in the rankings. So hey, well. for the next segments, they'll they'll probably straighten you out. But <laughs> grease lightning is a fabulous all-purpose cleaner degreaser, Greg. We use it on our clothes, our aprons. We even spray our shoes. We're, we're doing it tonight. We're going to wash all of our tennis shoes tonight with grease lightning to get ready for the royal. You know, I hear people use it on their carpets and their motorhomes when they're, you know, turning in and they, and they get a drop of grease or a drop of sauce on something. We use it all around inside and out of our trailer, on our coolers, our folding plastic tables. It's got endless uses. It's not caustic. It's not harsh. Um, it's just a really, really fabulous and very economically priced all-purpose cleaner degreaser. I was in Lowe's the other day, and they had 40-ounce bottles, not 32-ounce bottles, but 40-ounce bottles for two forty-nine. Swing by my trailer and pick up a dollar off coupon, and you just spent a buck forty nine on forty ounces of the best all purpose cleaner under the sun. Butcher Barbecue wants to know if greased lightning will work on a dog. 
Um, if he has spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Watch out, Dalmatians. You guys are in big trouble. But, uh, I mean, it's a great product and a great company. It is, and, I, and thank you very much. And look look for them to do some – They're gonna. I think they're going to make some inroads in barbecue in 2012. At least that's what they're telling me. Uh, they want to – they love the, the, the barbecue market, and they, they appreciate uh, what's gone on in, in the last few years, and they want to they wanna make some more inroads into barbecue. So I, would, I, I expect to see them do some more with barbecue in 2012. They're going to do a little bit of rebranding and, and point their product more toward us in the, in the barbecue industry. And I think that's really exciting that someone's going to sit up and take notice of, of what we're doing in barbecue. Rod Gray is the pellet master, pellet master, pit master of Pellet Envy, and you can find him at pelletenvy.com. And again, sponsored by Greased Lightning and Easy Grill. Rod, always appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Greg, I know I kid you hard, but I love to come on the show, and I love what Barbecue Central does. I love what you're doing for barbecue. Keep up the good work, man, and, and have me back on more often. I love coming on your show. All right, Rod, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on tonight. There he is. Rod Gray, Pellet Envy. I know he's not hitting on all cylinders now, but it seems that in the most crucial situations, Rod has a uh, a way of coming up big in the big events. So we'll see. Good luck to Rod. PelletMB.com. Greased-Lightning.com and EasyGrill.com, his websites, respectively. Folks, let me tell you about a company in Warminster, Pennsylvania, that has two of the coolest products, and they have a lot more than that. They have automatic pit temperature control devices. They also have the Onyx Cooker. You know I'm talking about the good folks over at the Barbecue Guru. BBQ Guru, that's G-U-R-U. BBQGuru.com is the website. You can also call them toll-free if you want to, 800-288-GURU. They have wicked good charcoal in stock ready to ship out. They have Blues Hog sauce ready to ship out. Head Country, slabs and dizzy pig rubs. And, of course, that Onyx Oven. Look, I know I talk a lot about automatic pit temperature control devices, right? Talk about it almost every week. But this Onyx oven is great. It's one of those things that maybe you're a backyard guy that wants to start doing some big-time catering in the neighborhood or at uh, civic functions, or you're going to be that guy that's going to be traveling around in your region to barbecue competitions. You don't want to lug a big trailer pit behind you or go in, you know, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 on some type of huge barbecue rig. The Onyx oven fits a lot of meat. It's super insulated. It can obviously adapt very well to the Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices. Of course, it goes without saying. But this is a unit that is going to break down and travel with you easily, efficiently, and effectively. Helps you maximize the bottom line. You're going to get 24 hours plus burn times just on a single load of charcoal, especially when you're using those automatic pit temperature control devices. It's going to take half pans and full pans, so you're going to be able to use it as a holding oven as well as a cooker. And it's absolutely a fascinating device that you're going to have to go check out for yourselves, especially if you're in the market for your first cooker or maybe you're looking to add to the arsenal. You know my model. Can't have five cookers isn't enough. You can have two or three grills, a couple different smokers, depending on what you're going to be doing that weekend. It is outstanding, the quality of this grill, and it's going over like gangbusters on the competition circuit as well, so you're going to want to check it out. BBQ Guru, that's BBQGURU.com. You can also call them toll-free. Talk to Bob. Talk to some of the other guys out there. They'll help counsel you and make sure you get the right stuff for your needs. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. 
The good folks at the Barbecue Guru, Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins, second in KCBS. Coming up next, stand by. Get going from site to site to get all of your barbecue and grilling supplies and make your first and final stop. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, new shot band, suburban Let's go! I'm an outlaw, give me two shots. We don't need a radio, bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. All right, we are back, baby. That's right, we're an outlaw. Barbecue outlaws. Special thanks to Rod Gray for coming on last segment. We got to do that more often with Rod, right? Got Craig Sherry coming up next in the second hour. Also, Mr. American Royal himself, Mike Davis, will be joining us. Coming up to close out the show strong, but let's go ahead and uh, race over the hotline. Currently ranked second overall in the KCBS on his way out to the American Royal this weekend. Pitmaster of Swine Assassins, Scott Nelson. Scott, how are you, buddy? Outstanding. How's it going, Greg? I'm doing very well, Scott. I have to apologize and own up to the fact that uh, I screwed up <laughs> and said that you guys were currently third in the KCBS rankings. Uh, rankings, Rod Gray, very uh, diligent and happy to point out my incorrectness. You guys are currently ranked seventh, so a uh, second, not seventh. Uh, and you're you're duking it out with a guy who has already been team of the year, has been having a hell of a competition season, be, uh, winning big events uh, as you guys are winning big events almost on the same weekends. Seems like so. As you're surveilling the 2011 competition season, Scott. I mean, we're in October, almost the beginning of October. Uh, more than happy, uh, better than you ever dreamed for. Is this exactly where you thought you would be and what you're expecting? What do you think? Oh, like all the above, we are uh, more than happy and better than we ever dreamed of. It's uh, you know, we started off the year and knew we wanted to try and make a run for the uh, KTBS Toy Standings this year. So we knew we were going to hit a lot of contests, but uh, in hindsight, I wouldn't recommend people do it like we did. We cooked any contest in the area that was close to us so we wouldn't have to travel as far uh, as it got towards the middle of the year. But we won some contests that were smaller contests, so now we're having to uh, to drop those, and we can't catch up to Rod because he's, he's throwing barbecue punches left and right. So we got we got to win uh, three more contests just to uh, – three, maybe even four more contests just to try and uh, get up there in the points total and hitting 15 contests so they're hard to come by right now but if there's any 50 team contests in the united states we are going to hit every single one of them from now until december 31st we're coming for them you know just going to say scott you I mean you looked at a couple of years ago you had uh, pellet envy i smell smoke iowa smoke eds running it right down to the very last competition uh, the end of the competition season uh, down there in arizona and if if at all possible you guys are going to be making the run right there to, to take rob right to the end huh you know if if uh if it comes down where we think that we have a chance to do it, we're going to be there. Scott Nelson we're joining give us. It all. It's, been, it's been a fun year, and it's, uh, it's, it's fun chasing him. Rob's a good friend of ours, uh, so he likes to rub it in every week when he uh, when he wins. He gives us a call and lets us know, so we try and do the same. <laughs> we'll be out there, though. If, uh, if Arizona comes down to you know one contest that we can win and uh, possibly catch him, then we'll definitely be there. 
Scott Nelson joining us, pitmaster of Swine Assassins. Uh, Swine Assassins, is it Swine Assassins BBQ or just swineassassins.com uh, for the website? The website is swineassassinsbbq.com. All right, bbq.com. So you can uh, learn a little bit more about Swine Assassins if you go ahead and uh, visit that website. Of course, they have some of the most uh, prolific and outrageous gear for barbecue teams, and I'm always happy to rep the shirt that you sent me, Scott. I appreciate that. Um, do you think that you're getting... Are you getting the respect that a second-place team deserves in KCBS? Uh, do, do people think you came out of nowhere, or do people know what it was all about? Uh, I think people, uh, you know, it depends who you talk to. Some teams definitely think we came out of nowhere. Uh, but we've definitely gotten a lot of respect along the way, too. You know, as the years have gone on, we've noticed sometimes when we're uh, we're turning our boxes in, we see some teams turn around and wait until the, the table gets full before they turn their box in. That never happened to us last year, so... Uh, we're getting some respect. We love the barbecue community. Everybody out there is is so awesome to us, and uh, I couldn't you know, couldn't ask for a better community. So we're getting the respect that uh, that we that we I don't know we deserve it, but we we hit a couple lucky tables and cooked hard. So I would say yeah, we're getting respect. And sometimes uh, at the same time, I myself think we kind of came out of nowhere. We knew we had a we, we thought we uh, were pretty good cooks, and that we were going to give it our best shot this year. But I didn't think we would do as well as we've done. So we're looking at this coming weekend. You have the American Royal. As I said in the open, October seems to be that magical month where you have at least two. Or I mean, you could probably consider the open its own little competition, even though it's the same weekend. But you have three of the biggest events out there during the course of a calendar year. You have American Royal Invitational. You have the open. And, of course, you have Jack Daniels towards the end of the month. As you look towards this weekend at the Invitational side first, you're cooking very well. Only one team is cooking better than you. So is your confidence level higher than normal? Or does it make you nervous? Do you feel like there's a target on your back where people are really coming for you and for Munch and Hawks? I think everybody's, uh, everybody's going to try and get their best product out there at you know big contests like the Open and the Invite. We've done, uh, we're a young team. We've done, what, 45-ish contests over the last two years. And, and the Royal and the Open are, some of the most competitive and, and the most fun. It's just a, a great time. It's well put on. It's well done. Uh, as far as our cooking, we've been hitting pretty good lately. You know, we've been in the top five a lot in the last 10 contests. Uh, we've switched our pork a little bit, which has helped us a ton. We we had trouble struggling with pork early in the year, so I think that's really made the difference for us with us being able to uh, come out and actually hit a few contests uh, where before we would get three of the categories and then pork would just bring us down. Are you, if you won the American Royal Invitational, and I know uh, nobody likes it. I would get to, American Royal Invitational tattooed <laughs> on my butt, for sure. Uh, well, okay, I wasn't going to ask you if you are going to get a tattooed, but when, when, you, when you look at it as American Royal Invitational, I love to ask this question to competition cooks just to see where they weigh out. Uh, if you win American Royal Invitational and then you, know, you go down a couple weeks later and you had the, the opportunity to compete in Jack Daniels, and somebody said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a choice of, of which one you can win. Which one do you pick and why? And don't say both. That's a, that's a hard question. I mean, going to the Jack is, is, a, is a privilege, you know. We, uh, we tried our best to get there this year. We had six grands and uh, didn't get our name drawn out. and We didn't get the seventh one, so it was one week too late. So, is, it a uh, privilege? is it a privilege to get What's down that? there? Is it a privilege to get down there or is it lucky? I mean, it's both. It's a privilege. You got to get lucky to get down there, but it's a privilege to be able to cook it. I mean, if we could, we'd be down there for sure. Uh, we had a great time. We cooked the jack last year. We did terrible down there, but we had a great time doing it. I think uh, I heard Tippy on your show last week or the week before, and yeah. 
you know, like you were saying, we did kind of like he did. We went and took in all the sites and did everything that we possibly could, and uh, it definitely affected our cook a little bit. So uh, we're going to hopefully uh, try cooking hard and getting down there again next year. As far as which one I'd like to win more, I guess to me I think it's more of a privilege to win the uh, the, the Open Invite, Invitational. If you put me up and made me pick, that would be the one that I'd pick. But uh, to win the Jack would be fantastic. Are you feeling, uh, so? I mean, you're obviously feeling confident for the Invitational. When you turn around and go ahead and do the Open the following day and you have you know five times more teams going up against it, do you have to cook the same way? Or do you cook with a little less, I don't want to say a little bit more casually because there's going to be probably a bigger percentage of non-experienced competition cooks that are going to be cooking on uh, that day as well. Uh, or, or do you have to go full alarm fire uh, no matter if it's one team or 500 teams i mean we're gonna we're gonna cook the same at the invitational and the open uh we're gonna try and cook as best we can and hopefully we'll put some food that we're happy with and then the, the open to me i think is uh there's definitely more luck involved in, in my opinion at the open than any other contest there's so many tables so many judges uh you, got, you gotta you gotta cook well to win it i'm not trying to take anything away from anybody that, that has won it they obviously deserved it but i think it, it's it's more of a crapshoot than most contests. Scott Nelson joining us here on the show. Swine Assassins is uh, the team name. SwineAssassinsBBQ.com is the website. So uh, as we look to the American Royal and you know all this uh, great, there's going to be a lot of people down there. Is there anything just in specific, maybe doesn't really necessarily have to be related to the cook that you're looking forward to getting down there and taking part in? Oh, we loved it. Last time when we went down there, we went down on uh, Wednesday night. We spent the day Thursday just checking out, uh, you know, the Kansas City stuff. Um, you know, they had the, the poker tournament going on uh, the day before down there. I think we're going to take part in that. So we're going to do uh, all the ancillary categories, not just the big four. We're going to have a good time down there. And then uh, hopefully we can still do that and have a good cook. We're, we're, uh, we're leaving the dogs and the children at home, so that increases our chances. Now, do you have? Is it you and, and your uh, your your pit teammate? Uh, do you guys do all your own boxing and garnishing and all that, or do you have uh, other teammates that do that? Yeah, it's uh, the four of us are a team. Chris uh, Chris Paulson, Brandy Paulson, my wife Katie Nelson, and myself. Uh, the, the girls kind of started off doing the boxes, and I think it's gotten a little uh, a little old over the over the course of. 33 contests. So, in the last few, Chris and I have helped out much more than we originally planned. So we got a definitely. I would have to say that the girls make more boxes than we do, hands down. But we have chipped in and done our share, our, our a small portion of uh, the boxes that we've turned in. Usually, the ones that we do they end up having to fix anyway. So, if you're doing bad enough, you know, and you don't have to get stuck doing them every weekend. Do you like? Garnish and boxes, do you find that to be kind of a monotonous pain in the ass, or is that what separates KCBS from other sanctioning bodies and you're happy to have it and, and put up with it? Uh, you know, I have to say, I've only cooked KCBS. I like the look of the garnish in the boxes, but it's a pain in the ass. I mean, I, mean, I would way rather just turn in a box with no garnish, but I've never done it. So uh, I can't say it's a definitely but I, I can say if, if uh, it was a choice of having to put a box together or you showed up and they had you know what they need they need to get those uh the grass that they use on putting greens or on golf courses with the plastic stuff just cut that out everybody gets a box with the grass already put in it put the meat in the box a little astroturf box 
That's what I'm talking about. Now you're talking. Any uh, any aspirations to go farther south at some point, Georgia or uh, into Florida, and try your hand at an FBA event, or maybe even you know far, just south of kind of where you are out towards the west into an Arizona or Texas, and do like IBCA. I'd love to. We're gonna we're gonna definitely uh, next year. We're gonna branch out a little bit and try some new things. Actually, this, this last weekend we were trying to put the uh, the dream team together for the Memphis and May coming up here. We we had some talking, so we got a few teams on the docket that we might get put together and go cook down and cook Memphis and May this year. Have you ever cooked Memphis and May before, or just pining away for it? Never been there. Never cooked it. Just uh, just trying to plan it away. Sounds like something that would be a good time. Do you have experience cooking uh, whole hog? I have zero experience cooking whole hog. That's why we're bringing other teams in. Right. See if we can uh, see if we can sneak a few tricks while they're not looking. Scott Nelson joining us here on the show, Swine Assassins Pitmaster. Uh, for the folks that don't know, Scott, what are you cooking on, and uh, how did the team form originally? We are cooking on two backwoods uh, fat boys which would be hard to fit a whole hog in also. That's why we need some <laughs> extra help out down there. <laughs> we, uh, we formed the four of us, uh, got together and we were like, what can we do that we can spend a lot of money, travel hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands of miles, definitely put on some weight and, uh, maybe get some trophies to go with it. And Chris was like barbecue. We're like, hell yeah, let's do it. So we got together and did some barbecue and it's been nothing but uh, fun ever since. Have you guys been uh, taking part in the Sam's Club events as well? You know, we have. We, we took place in the Madison Sam's Club event. We, uh, we kind of missed out there. We, we took the top, I don't remember, it took top seven or top eight, and we were one out. So we finished seventh or eighth there. So we, we wanted to uh, give it our best shot to get into it. So we went down and cooked in Orlando a few weeks back, and wow. we ended up taking second place there. Yep. So we got, we got a pretty big docket coming up. We got the Royal this weekend, and then we're going uh, from there down to Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee, for the Sam's Club Regionals. And then uh, hopefully if we do well there, we'll be able to move on to Bentonville. Now, uh, as you look forward to this weekend and you know who you're going up against in the Invitational for, for the most part, are there any, you know, a team or two that's sticking out to you as a, a prohibitive favorite, aside from yourselves, obviously, but anybody that you think is kind of peaking right <laughs> now that have might have, they might be on that outer cusp right now, but they're peaking right about now where they might be able to make a run for it? Well, I mean, obviously you got to bring Rod's name into it. The guy's on fire. Uh, so I think he's got as good a shot as, uh, or a better shot than most to uh, walk away with one of those championships. Um, and then I got to go with my Iowa boys. Iowa barbecue rules the world. So it's got to be Ryan or Tippy or, or Darren, one of the, uh, one of the big Iowa boys. I'm sure I'm leaving some off right now off the top of my head, but I think uh, the Midwest has some pretty good cooks and I'm hoping uh, somebody from Iowa is going to bring it home. If it can't be us. All right. Uh, Scott Nelson is the pitmaster of Swine Assassins. And again, the website swineassassinsbbq.com. Scott, I appreciate you making time out tonight. Good luck this coming weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks a lot. All right. Take care. There he is. Pitmaster of Swine Assassins, Scott Nelson. Thank you for joining me. Sorry again for the uh, mix up on the overall, their second overall, duking it out with a uh, team of the year past already. Uh, Somebody with a lot of experience that Robert McGee chasing Robert McGee for weeks. He'll have none of me. No big surprise, right? Who am I? I'm a nobody. Robert McGee. I'm like, Robert, you want to come on the show? That's right. Not up in here. Uh, Folks, 
I've been talking to you for what seems like months about Stephen DeFranco, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. And I know a lot of you uh, secretly are like, hey, uh, Rempy, what are you doing with a jeweler on the show? What is he doing? Look, I understand. Three of the four sponsors of the show have something, I guess, directly dealing with our industry. But here is a guy in Stephen DeFranco who owns a uh, show, or he owns a store, jewelry store, but he just happens to be like me, a guy who really loves barbecue, a backyard guy. He's taking some classes right around here, and it's been going fabulously well for him. And he just wants to kind of reach out to the centralites and say, hey, you know what? I'm that guy you know now when it comes to jewelry. So take advantage of me, and not in a weird way, by the way. Uh, But take advantage of me so I can help you. I'm that guy now that we all know in the jewelry business. For instance, all new Accutron, Bolova, Citizen, and Philip & Company watches are in stock now for the holidays. That's right. We're coming up on October. It's time to start doing holiday shopping. And what better way to do holiday shopping is with that Christmas layaway, which is available at no charge. You go on the website. You can look at all of their stuff. Then you can call in consult with one of their fine staff and then put it in layaway who offers layaway anymore kmart is like not even a business anymore you can do layaway there steven defranco has layaway they're right here in cleveland forget about it. also you can do six months same as cash financing available if you live in ohio through springleaf financial and of course this special right now on this philip and company watch for the barbecue brothers only hundred dollars off his $895 Blue Blood watch. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but it's $100 off. It's a freaking awesome watch. I've seen it in person. Very inspiring. And, of course, you have that running promotion with the uh, 30% off the Accutron line watch, which is made by Bolivar. And then if you go ahead and mention my name and the term Barbecue Brother, you get an extra $50 off. So it doesn't get any better than that. It ships free wherever you are. Free batteries for life, free polishing. If you're getting it for a friend or a lover, you get it free engraving if you want to do that as well. If you live in Cleveland, they'll set the time for you for crying out loud. It doesn't get any better than that. Go to the Barbecue Central Radio Network homepage first. Scroll down, click on the Stephen DeFranco Jeweler banner, look through the inventory, then call in, then get your best Barbecue Brother pricing. Doesn't get any better. StephenDeFranco.com. We will wrap up the first hour and look forward to the second hour next. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. And better than ever, Barbecue Central Radio Show. In from Brian, I believe Special Agent Brian Dodd, checking in from L.A. Working there right now, listening live, really enjoying the show. Brian, props. Who's smoking, Pitmaster? No Royal for you this coming weekend, Brian? Open, maybe? No? Okay. Don't blame you. What are you doing out in L.A.? You scouting uh, terrorists and keeping us safe and our border safe? We appreciate that, Brian. Uh, pitmaster of Who's Smoking. We've actually uh, talked uh, to Brian. He was on the bonus content. Brian is father to embedded reporter 
for Barbecue Central Radio, uh, Kelly Dunn. So we always appreciate the interviews uh, that she does. So we got the big weekend coming up. We have American Royal. A lot of questions in the chat room about am I going to be out there and as much as I would love, love to be out there. Not going to happen for me. Sorry. Got to work. That whole pesky work thing, things that I didn't think through. Retail. You know what retail means? It means that uh, you got to work Saturday and Sunday. You got to work all the holidays, and it sucks to be you. I think that's what it means. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what it means. But hey, good to be working, and better than that, good to be alive. Good to be alive. Because we know what the alternative to not being alive is, right? Which is still not the best option. Good to be alive. No matter how bad it is, it's still good to be alive. 877 Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. I don't know if he's out there listening tonight, but uh, you drive by email or the show, Big Mo Kason drove out to the armpit of the world this past weekend in Pittsburgh to take place in the Sam's Club event out there. Bad showing for Mo. And you know what? It has nothing to do. I am 100% confident it has nothing to do with Mo's cooking. Unfortunately, Mo drove all the way out uh, from Iowa. No, it's Boise, right? Damn it, I always get to it's Boise. I think it's Boise. Uh, drove all the way out there and got shafted by those punks that live in Pittsburgh. Those people wouldn't know good barbecue if it smacked them in the face. I mean, it's ridiculous. So don't don't get down, Mo. Head up, big boy. Head up. Still want to have you on the show. I know it wasn't the food. This is a, a, the mere fact. You could have had Barbecue Central Radio Show certs on. You could have had the banner in the background flying. You could have been playing uh, reruns of the podcast. All of you could have done like quadruple karma, and it wouldn't have mattered because once you get into that territory of the world, things go downhill very quick. So head up, Buckaroo. I know it's not your cue. You're just dealing with uh, with Pittsburgh, and, and I can just leave it at that. Want to jump in and tell me who you think is going to be winning? Call your shot. Go ahead and do that, 877-448-0433. You can also email your take as far as who is going to be winning. God, I can't believe I just said that. I just sing, screams Charlie Sheen every time you say winning now. Um, you tell me who's going to win. Invitational and open. We should take... Uh, bets. We should have somebody run a line. Somebody in the chat room, be a bookie and start taking odds on who's going to win the invite. Trying to think if I want to make a guess here. Because typically, you know, I don't like to be the guy that jinxes anybody. I have that very bad fear that somehow my picking a team might possibly lead them to not do as well as possible. The Rempy Jinx. It's gone on for years and years if I'm watching a show and I'm rooting for a specific team. Even if I don't even have to be, believe me, you could put all of the terrible sports things that have happened in Cleveland. For instance, the drive, I was there live in person. The drive two, which was known as the fumble, I was there in person. 
the shot where Michael Jordan went over the top of Craig Elo in the last second to win that game. I was there in person. So every single major sports catastrophe in the last 20 years that has happened here in Cleveland, I lived in Cleveland and uh, the Browns were sold to Baltimore. They can all be looked back and blamed on me, I think. So I try not to pass that part. I try not to pass that part onto uh, people that uh, would otherwise better benefit me from not picking them. You have to look at uh, the strong teams like uh, Munch and Hawks at the Hilton. You got to look at, obviously, Swine Assassins. Lotta Bull has done very well. We're going to be talking with Mike Davis at the close of the show, about 35 past the hour. And, I mean, you have to feel like Mike is, is really kind of an odds-on favor for some reason. He, uh, Well, obviously not for some reason. I mean, he cooks very good barbecue. But there is something in that particular region that does very well for him. And I've had a number of pitmasters on the show uh, previously who say, look, you know, sometimes you're just in an area. And uh, I think what did uh, Fast Eddie used to call it the honey hole. Which sounds uh, somewhat pornographic to me. Honey hole. Conjures up all sorts of different stuff. But if that, if the way you cook and the place that is at kind of meet up and it happens over and over and over again. Mike Davis is going to be going for his fifth grand champion, uh, whether it be the Royal or the Invitational, at the American Royal. Fifth grand champion. Since 2002, I believe. So that's a not too bad of a streak at the Royal. And I, I believe Rod mentioned Three Little Pigs. That was uh, Chris Marks back in the day. Man, they, they owned it back in the day. Go ahead and do a little, you know, research on interwebs. Make that happen. Rod Gray joined me this past hour, about 13 past the hour. We talked about uh, the difference between the American Royal and the Jack Daganules. Rod thinks that overall, it's more prestigious to win the invite than it is the Jack Daniels. Not going to argue that point at all. Then we talked to Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins. His website is swineassassinsbbq.com. Hot Grill on Grill Action is loading up with... Munching hogs as a guest. Swines will show up to Lakeside Smokers. Man, talk about a team peaking right now. Lakeside Smokers. I believe there was a five-week span of them winning Grand Champion five times in a row. I know it was at least four, but I thought it was five as well. So you got to be looking at Lakeside as well. It's going to be a great weekend. There's no doubt about it. I got to get out there and actually broadcast from the American Royal one year. Maybe next year when I make my millions of dollars, I'm going to be doing it. Plus, I need some type of reliable internet connection. How, how is AT&T out there? Maybe I could get a uh, an air car. Do the show remotely. I wouldn't mind it. Hanging out with the Central Lights. We're going to step away for a deck, Chef. We're going to come back with a second hour. Reload. 
looking for a new twist on a great recipe? Are you looking for something else to do at the grill or to impress your friends when you're tailgating? Or you just want a fantastic recipe in the kitchen? Here's some good ideas that are quick and easy that's going to add a little bit of culinary flavor to everyday dishes. I'm Kent Whitaker and join me after these messages. Hey everyone, cookbook author and award-winning barbecue guru and homestyle chef Kent Whitaker here. You know, one thing I've learned over the years is that homestyle cooking can't be beat. So if you need a great cookbook that's easy to follow and is similar to having a great conversation on the front porch with family and friends, then pick up one of my books at your favorite bookstore. Sheila Simmons and I are crossing the country in search of great recipes from Texas to Georgia, from Tennessee to Alaska. So just ask for one of my cookbooks at your favorite bookstore or visit me online at thedeckchef.com. I'm Kent Whitaker, The Deck Chef. I'll see you at the dinner table table. Now I was asked the other day about this important question pertaining to eggs. Kent, what's the difference between a white egg and a brown egg? I was told that brown eggs are healthier. Now, you know, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I've always heard that too, that the brown eggs were healthier. So I had to do a little research. I jumped on the web and started clicking around and I found the answer at my local grocery store's website, the Bilo grocery store chain. They have a nutritional section about healthy eating that's called Thrive and a dietitian named Monica. So you can go to the Bilo grocery store website, check out Thrive or Ask Monica. The question to Monica on this exact question was, what's the difference between white eggs or brown eggs? Are they healthier? And she says, no, they have the exact same nutritional value. Just one comes from a different kind of hen than the other. White egg or a brown egg, different kind of hen, and that is it. So answered my question. I hope it answers yours. Check out the Bilo Grocery Store website and also check out my website, thedeckchef.com, for some great recipes, easy tips, quick cooking ideas, and of course, tailgate cooking for this football season. Till next time, I'm Kent the Deck Chef Whitaker, and I'll see you. This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate fifty four wieners. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole at the movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. And just like that, we're into the second hour, everybody. Hey, hey yo, help! Once again, mad ups to my guys telling me not to forget the bumper music. Look, I know we had a little fun with it last week, but now I'm in a habit. It only takes one time for me to remember. So I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to discourage you from not reminding me. But you will see in 20 seconds, music will fade away, and I will not have lust for life getting rammed up my you-know-what. <laughs> You're right. I should tattoo that to my wrist. Steve Farron in the house. Steve, you marking out the rod? You just making sure that he's not talking smack about I smell smoke? 
Steve, how are you feeling about the uh, Jack Daniels this year? How are you How are you feeling about the uh, American Royal? You doing American Royal, Steve? Answer me now. I've been here. Now I've been here. Hey, look, a few things. Uh, no, oh, it's got the same. Yeah. Sam's Club is very important. Got to, got to be honest about that. Plus, it's kind of a trek for you out there in Massachusetts, Boston, New England. A um, couple things before we get in with Craig Sherry here in about uh, five, six minutes from now. First of all, I don't usually do. Uh, like unsolicited testimonials for products. But there's something that I want to tell you about. I mention it every once in a while. If you listen just to the audio stream, not if you come to the uh, video site on OutdoorCookingChannel.com, but if you uh, bump into the audio stream at some point during the week, because we do have replays of this show. We also have Hot Sauce Weekly. We also have In the Hut. We have some uh, deck chefs as well that run in rotation when the live show isn't up and running every Tuesday. But when you connect into the audio stream, you hear that 10-second little bump about this product called Joe B's. Joe B's does not pay me. I am not uh, any type of uh, official endorsed spokesperson for them. But look, I got to tell you, I've been taking Joe B's now for almost two and a half years. And it sounds weird. It sounds frightening, perhaps. Or you're like, you really take those? And I have to say that I get made fun of unmercifully at work by my retail sales consultant friends, and I use friends loosely. But I found this product listening to a talk show host every morning at the same time was talking about these Joe B's and just on and for years and years I'd hear about it. And I said, you know what? Finally, I just decided to take the plunge and I ordered some because I had the money back guarantee all this great crap. And I have to tell you, especially for those of us that live in places that experience climate uh, or, or uh, thermal cycles. So it's going to be coming into the colder months of the year. There's going to be snow, at least in Cleveland, for the next eight months in the year. And it's going to be cold. It's going to be miserable. We're going to hate it. And that's when a lot of people get sick. The bottom line is this. For me, I have not been sick in the two and a half years that I have been taking Joby's. I have not been sick. My house is infested more than it isn't. I have three young daughters that are in school. Uh, kids are disease machines, and they bring their rampant disease back into my house, my sanctum. And they get everybody sick. My wife gets sick. I don't get sick. I don't get sick. I haven't been sick in two and a half years. The people that make fun of me at work right now are all sick with miserable colds. Not me. I won't get sick. I know I won't. I don't know why it works. It's all-natural, free-range bee pollen. I take two golden capsules every morning right when I wake up. I wake up a lot earlier than most people. I'm up at 5 a.m. in the morning, and I take uh, two Joe B. caplets every day, and I take uh, Zyrtec because I have terrible allergies, and i got to keep them under control. And here's what I've noticed. I have a uh, kind of this like consistent energy level throughout the day. I used to tank off right around 2.30, 3 o'clock every day. And then besides that, and I don't even care about that, and that could go away and I would be good. My immune system has been like boosted like crazy. My immune system on steroids, and it's fabulous. So if you're sick of being, having colds or this is a season where you get sick, do yourself a favor. Try out Joby's. You're going to be happy that you did. You get a money-back guarantee. So if it doesn't work for you, it's really nothing ventured, nothing gained. What I buy is this. I get six months at a time. That's 99 bucks. 
I get a free month, so you're getting seven months, I guess, for $99. Plus, it ships free, so you're saving probably $10, $12, $15 on that as well. And you try them out for 30 days. If you don't feel like it's making any difference, then you just send them back. I can't speak highly enough of these particular of these particular units, Joe B's. Do your research online. Do whatever you want. Again, I'm not a paid spokesperson for them. I'm just somebody that uses them, that finally relented to some other talk show hack telling me to try them, but has made a, a complete difference in my life, and I feel great, and I'm not sick, and everybody is sick around me. Oh, they're so sick. Um, oh, right. How do you find them? Uh, you can find them two ways. Uh, Joe B's, like uh, the man, and then the insect, J-O-E, and then B's, B-E-E-S, JoeBees.com. Again, I order six months, and you get a seven-month free plus free shipping. Or you can dial, I believe it's uh, eight, eight, six, oh boy, 877-356-32. I believe it is 877-356-32, I believe. But it's definitely Joe B's. Thank you, Surf and Sapo. I do look better. Big step out of Thanks. Here. Thanks. Uh, wo- note of caution as I start to wrap up on Joe B's. If you are allergic to bees, don't try Joe B's. Big step out of here. Don't. <laughs> if you are allergic to bees, do not try Joe B's. Very bad. It's like if you're a recovering a crack addict, the last thing you want to do is start uh, doing more crack, right? Just makes sense. So if bees will kill you if they sting you, or if bees hover around your person and your throat starts to swell, don't try Joe Bees. Don't do it. Everybody else, just try it. See if I'm wrong. You tell me I'm a liar, and we'll be better for it, I would suppose. J-O-E-B-E-E-S dot com, Joe Bees. Dot com, 877-356-32, or whatever the thing says on your whatever. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, 877-448-0433 is the number to call in. You can weigh in with uh, who you think is going to be winning the American Royal this weekend. Also, you can email that take as well, greg at com. And we're going to pull up Craig Sherry from Texas Pepper Jelly uh, here in just a second. He's going to be going down to the Jack Daniels because he won the Texas or the Houston uh, Livestock Houston Livestock Barbecue Cook-Off. And that's an automatic qualifier for the Jack Daniels. So uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and race over the hotline, bring Craig Sherry in, talk about uh, Jack Daniels and barbecue competition, his great line of barbecue products as well. Craig, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. How are you doing this evening? Doing absolutely fantabulous, Craig, and I appreciate you making time out for the show. Uh, before we get into the competition side of things, uh, especially uh, Jack Daniels coming up here in just a few short weeks, I uh, wanted to talk first about uh, the product line. You have a great company called Texas Pepper Jelly. You have uh, a bunch of great products, obviously the jellies, and then you have uh, some other products as well uh, that are kind of uh, into the market and doing very well. For the people that aren't familiar with the product, a uh, little background about the company and uh, what, what some of the products that you're offering are that people might want to try. Well, I'll tell you what, we've been around about five or six years now. I started out with a line of jellies. We have habanero and jalapeno-flavored fruit jellies. And as you know, there's lots of good fruits that go well with barbecue. Um, Apple, pineapple, strawberry are all great on pork. They're great on chicken. And the jellies have just been a wonderful um, sales item for us the last few years. About a year ago, we came out with a new product, and it's called Texas Rib Candy. 
and it was specifically formulated to use either with sauce or straight on ribs. And I got to tell you, this stuff is just flying off the shelf. What's the I biggest? Uh, I mean, what's Go the ahead. biggest difference between you know, like a, like a jelly and a rib candy? The difference is the jelly, of course, is like any jelly in the store. It's set, it's firm. Uh, it's not hard to warm it up, melt it down so that you can spread it on ribs or you can spoon it out in the foil when you foil pork butt or something like that. Uh, the rib candy was formulated to be thin like a barbecue sauce. It's brushable. It's pourable. You can spoon it. Uh, those are the big the big differences right there. It makes it just a, a lot easier to use, especially if you want to use it straight or blend it with the sauce. TexasPepperJelly.com, by the way, is the website in case you uh, want to see what the product look like, uh, looks like or you want to go ahead and order yourself up some. I highly recommend it. Of course, it's uh, like the... Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I would always hate to say that it's the secret ingredient in my barbecue sauce because I guess it's not secret anymore. But that's uh, the biggest thing that I would usually leave out when I'm talking to people about sharing my barbecue sauce recipe because I like to reserve something special for me with, so they can always say, it just didn't taste the same as yours. And I'm like, yeah, because I didn't tell you that I use Texas pepper gel, you stupid idiot. Um, but no reason to take sales away from you, Craig. So I start telling everybody that I, I use uh, Texas pepper jelly as well. Um, why, why bother getting into the whole jelly business? You know, actually it was kind of a thing that I fell into by accident. I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, always had a desire to own a little, little something of my own, you know, the great American dream, own your own business to some extent. And I thought it would just be, uh, something I could do. Um, I could grow it at my own pace and not, not be in a rush with it. About the time I started the jelly, I also got the bug to do competition barbecue, and the two just seemed to go together hand in hand. So it was actually barbecue customers that got us our start. Now we sell to a, a wide variety of people. I'm amazed at the number of uh, products that we sell to New York or California uh, instead of just good old Texas or Midwest barbecue. I, was gonna say, I, I tell you, I, could, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for the loyalty of the barbecue fans. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that's uh, obviously I, I heard about it first over at the uh, Texas Barbecue Rub website and uh, kind of grew from there. Do you find now, I mean, if you're looking at percentages, uh, do you have any way of tracking, is it going out to barbecue people more still or is it making its way into yeah. uh, other industries more than it is the barbecue world now? Actually, it's, it's a lot of other industries. One of the little niches we picked up this last year, we do a lot of the small jars for party favors at weddings. We'll custom, customize a label with the bride and the groom and the wedding date and, and such as that, and people like to give them away as samples. We're, we're seeing that business grow. Gift baskets, love, corporate gift baskets come the holidays. It's great that they can just box it up and give it out to their customers. Um but it's hard to tell. You know, I'm not that familiar. I'm familiar with Texas teams, Louisiana teams. I'm really just now branching out into the KCBS world and packing up and going to the role this week. It was amazing the number of emails I got from people I really didn't realize I was selling to. Can you bring me this? Can you bring me that? Because they typically don't put their team name. Uh, and they don't advertise it. Like you were saying a while ago, everybody wants to hold that one little thing back. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. But this year... The Royal, I was there in 2007, and uh, I'm really looking forward to going this year because, I, you know, the barbecue cook's important, but more important is meeting my customers and, and people that have been supporting me for the last few years and connecting with them, putting a, a face to a name. Um, 
So I, I'm just amazed at how many people I get emails from time to time. You know, I've been using your rib candy and my ribs have hit in the top five, the last six out of nine contests. Those are all good to hear. Unfortunately, I just can't blab to the world who's doing what. Would you, would you like them to, to avail that? Do you think that would give you a, a bigger bump or does it not really matter? You know, it really doesn't matter to me at this point with the business. The business is holding its on and, uh you know, people hear about it and, and they'll, they'll, they'll tune into it. Um, you know, it would be really great if one of the big guys, uh, was using it in one of their classes or something like that. And, and maybe that day will come, but for now I'm satisfied with what's happening. Craig Sherry joining us here on the show, Texas pepper com is the website. Uh, so Craig, I mean, you mentioned you're going to be going out to the Royal this coming weekend. Obviously uh, this show has been, uh, well focused on that and you've cooked, uh, the Houston, uh, the livestock uh, barbecue, which kind of qualified you for uh, Jack Daniels, which you're going to be going to as well uh, in a few weeks after the Royal. So as someone, and that's a huge event. I mean, just w- well attended. Uh, barbecue competition is big. Has cooking that given you more confidence uh, as you go into this weekend in the American Royal, uh, you know, for invitational? Are you cooking both invitational and open? Yeah, I'm going to cook both of them. Uh, I don't know if it give me any more confidence. You know, guys from Texas are pretty much known to be conceited and big-headed anyway. <laughs> so we all think we can cook barbecue better than anybody else. Um, it, it's it's opened the doors as far as giving me the means to travel a little bit more. The coolest part about it is I really was floored at how many people out of the state of Texas follow the big events like the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. And... You know, you go places and you meet people, and that's the first thing. Oh, yeah, you won the rodeo. And, and I find that uh, it's cool. Uh, I really don't know how else to say it. It's rewarding. Um, that people connect with you on that level. Now, this is going to be a KCBS competition. You're familiar with cooking those four categories and uh, having all those methods down with, without any issue? Oh, well, I won't go so far as to say I don't have issues from time to time. It's all new. I think I've got a, a whopping um, six, maybe seven KCBS events under my belt the last three or four years. Uh, I ran up to Pine Bluff, Arkansas a couple of weeks ago just to kind of get a practice in, and that was a nice cook-off, some nice heavy hitters out there, and, and I was able to hold my own in a category or two, so I can't really complain. Um, there's a learning curve, and like anything else, you have to apply yourself. You have to get out there and rub elbows with the guys. You can practice all you want at home, and you can work on your timing and your recipes all you want in your driveway, but there is no substitute for going to a competition. Uh, I know what people say. It's an expensive way to practice, but until you get out there and you get the pressure on you and you have to deal with the elements and the weather and that darn clock that just keeps on ticking when you don't want it to, uh, you're just never going to get there. So you, you've just got to go out there and, and hustle and, and cook and not get dejected when you don't get a call or if something doesn't work out because it took me several years just in the Texas events to, to get things together where I could hit consistently. And I don't expect this to be any different. Uh, for the new guys coming in, just you know, keep your head up. And when things don't go right, don't let it get you down. Uh, don't finger point and and just jump to the conclusion that somebody's buddies with somebody's or they had a ringer or something was going on under the table because I'm here to tell you, it just doesn't happen. Uh, what happens is hard work pays off. Craig that's, Sher- that's the key to it. 
Craig Cherry joining us here on the show, TexasPepperJelly.com, the website. So what are your feelings? I mean, you've had a couple KCBS in. Uh, you did a practice run a couple weeks ago. It's not the most familiar sanctioning body that you're cooking in. So as you go up to really one of the biggest events during the course of the year, I mean, how, how are you just feeling internally? You're just going to go cook your method and you're going to be happy and do the best you can? Or do you have uh, an outside shot that you think you're going to be taking this thing? Oh, yeah. You know, I've already made up my mind. I'm going to go up there and win one of them. I'm not really too picky. I'll take the Invitational or the Open. Uh, you kind of have to have that frame of mind. Half the battle is, is having your head on straight when you walk in. So whether I go there or the Jack, I'm going with the intention of winning. Uh, there's just no way of fans or butts. The, the styles, they're a little different. The tastes are a little different. Uh, you know, we've heard the argument for years, the, the Kansas City guys back and forth between the Texas guys, the certified judge thing versus our judges off the street. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with either one. I don't know that any system is perfect. I would never, ever fault uh, KCBS for anything they do. It's a little different. It's a learning curve. Uh, and as, as much fun as I'm having cooking them, I would encourage any of the guys up there, if they ever get a chance to come to Texas, you know, come give it a shot um, because it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, that's really the the biggest draw. The, the competition is great, but the camaraderie is even better because you're talking about a group of diverse people from all across the country that pull together and, and enjoy a sport, and that's just very rewarding. What do you think the biggest flavor profile differences between Texas and like a KCBS competition are going to be when it comes to judging? Oh, there's no doubt about it. KCBS is is a lot sweeter than most Texas events. Uh, you you have the ability to use more sauce in a different way with KCBS than you do in Texas. We can use sauce, but it, it must be cooked on. You can't touch up after you finish the cooking process. So, you know, we, we think that our meat is probably more flavor to the meat than some of the things I've tasted uh, with just the, the extra sweet, candy, sticky stuff. Um, it's just a different style. Uh, the food itself, Kansas, Kansas City versus uh, Texas, I, I probably the biggest thing is we tend to go a little bit more tender down here. Um, there's, we're not allowed to pick the food up. The judges can't pick the food up like they can in Kansas City, so they have to use a plastic knife and fork. And... It just helps if the food's a little more tender for these people to to cut their pieces and eat them. And uh, you know, it, it'll be argued from now on what's the perfect rib, one that has a little bit of resistance and tug when you bite into it and you leave nice teeth marks and pulls clean off the bone, or you know, fall off the bone. Good. Let's face it. Uh, national organization like Chili's Restaurant advertises spends lots of money for airtime. And everything's advertised as fall off the bone good. Yeah. So, you know, it's like cooking a brisket. Uh, I don't know that there's any right way. Uh, you just kind of have to go with the flow of each organization and uh, just turn in quality product. All right, so a couple of weeks after the American Royal, you're going to be going down to the Jack Daniels as well. And this one, obviously, 
lot of prestige attached to it. However you look at it, a lot of people want to win this one before they call it a competition barbecue career. There's a very uh, you know elite uh, drawing process. Many people would argue that some of the top teams are always left out every year where the Royal Invitation at least gives you a party to go ahead and uh, go head-to-head with some of the other top cooks that are out there during the course of the year. Because you've cooked the rodeo, because you've won the rodeo, do you think that that gives you an advantage uh, specifically in the Jack Daniels type of competition where you're going to have a lot of teams and you're going to have a lot more, let's say, untrained KCBS pallets uh, than you normally would on a regular KCBS weekend? You know, I, I really don't think it gives anybody an advantage. I've looked at the results for the Jack over the last few years, and, yeah, there's some some big names that have won it, and there's a lot of people who have won the Jack over the years that we don't even know where they're at today. Um, they're just not, either they're not in the sport anymore or they just fizzled out and never really accomplished a whole lot more. I think that getting there is, is probably, probably the biggest thrill in, in, in its own getting there. I mean, you've either got to win like I did something that, um, is an automatic and there's only a handful of those out there, or you've got to win seven qualifiers, which, you know, you can be on a roll and get five or six, and then that last one will elude you, and you're just out. Uh, the best way is the draw. Uh, I will tell you, it's probably as heavy in other states as well. Texas is really, really heavy in the draw. Um, so many people, so many qualifiers uh, have a bong in there, and, and everybody's hoping to get that one magic spot. So, you know, um, the short time I've been cooking, I've seen two cooks. Um, have as few as one bung in there and get drawn for the state. And that's, that's kind of phenomenal in itself. Um, I think we're all on equal footing when we get there. Sure, some cooks are, are always going to be better. Uh, but because of the celebrity judges, uh, the types of judges they use, while it is a uh, Kansas City format, uh, I think it's open to anybody. Craig Sherry joining us here on the show talking about the Jack Daniels uh, barbecue competition that's going to be taking place here in a couple weeks, uh, later part of October. Uh, Craig, you've won the uh, the rodeo, and you're going to be going to the American Royal next uh, this coming weekend, and then, of course, you have the Jack Daniels. So in your mind, a proud Texan, have you already hit the pinnacle of barbecue competition by winning the rodeo, or I mean, would you be happy to uh, also take a – either an invitational or an open win and then a, and a Jack Daniels, or would you trade the one that you have for either one of the two that you don't? You know, no, I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at. I, I've hit some, some very big contests here in Texas. Uh, the Houston rodeo once, the San Antonio rodeo twice, and that's an event with 220 plus teams, uh, a couple of hundred plus team events. I, I seem to, to do better and, uh, compete better in larger events. Uh, would I trade them? Absolutely not. Uh, do I think that I've topped out or reached the pinnacle? Oh, I hope not. Uh, I really don't. I don't have any plans of, of slowing down anytime soon. Um, I really would like to, to do well at, at the Royal. I'd like to do uh, good at the Jack as well. Uh, we're going to take them all in stride. I mean, you know, like football, I guess, on any given Sunday, any team can win, and, and we'll just keep keep chugging away at it. Craig, I'm getting a lot of questions in the chat room as far as uh, what space you're going to be at at the Royal. It seems uh, we've generated a little interest for you. Well, we're going to be in the north a lot, 
in Space 76. If everything goes right with our travels, we'll be getting there Thursday morning, and I'm getting there early so that I can have time to visit with people on Thursday and Friday because by Friday evening it winds down and we have to get serious about competing. But I would love to meet anybody who listens to your show or, or anybody who wants to come by and ask questions. Um, I'm not vending per se, but, you know, I tend to have an extra bottle of something stuck back if somebody wants to give it a try. Just come by and, and say hello, and, and we'll talk about it. Do you think that would be an event where you would like to vend as well? Do you know, uh, just bring eight, ten cases of Texas pepper jelly and sell them for double the price and see what make, see what you make of it? <laughs> You know, double the price would be good anywhere, whether it was a roll or not. Uh, you know, vending, when I go to cook, I, I really want to cook. I want to visit and everything, but I get serious about my cooking because Friday night I'll have to just, at the risk of alienating people, and most understand, some don't. You have to just block that out. Um, I, you know, I'm not an expert on KCBS, but it's my understanding that there are various KCBS's events around the country where people can vend and cook. Um I admire those guys that do that because it is very, very hard to, to be serious about your competition and, and vend as well. I mean, we see that at the Houston Rodeo. It's not vending, but they're big party tents, corporate sponsors, and they're trying to feed hundreds of people, and then they're also trying to do a competition tourney in it, and that's very, very difficult. I admire anybody who can pull that off. Uh, we don't vend in Texas uh, like they do in other states. We don't sell our food. Uh, there's not barbecue uh, spots set up. We do very few. Uh, in my six years of cooking, I think I've seen one people's choice. We we just don't do it down here. It's really all about the competition. So that's another thing about going to these other events. It's kind of eye-opening. Uh, and, and, again, the guys that do it, my hats are off to them. Craig Sherry joining us here on the show. Uh, Craig, one last question about the uh, Jack Daniels before I let you go. Jack Daniels, notorious for not only the, the typical four meats that you would find at a KCBS event, uh, but you also have this white meat entry as well. How are you feeling about your, your white bird? Do you think you have an advantage because, you know, Texas IBCA is cooking half chicken, so obviously there's white meat in there as well? Yeah, you know, I really do. I haven't really sweated it too well. The only thing I sweated is how you get that much meat in one of those little bitty trays. Uh, <laughs> we We cook half birds and in, in Texas Gulf Coast we actually turn in two half birds uh, so you know if you can't cook the whole thing uh, you're really not going to place well and I've done pretty well with chicken over the years I don't know that it gives me a, a strong advantage but I do feel like I have a leg up on the guy who's not that familiar cooking white meat because we do quite a bit of it now will you be doing uh, like it seems the, the most popular white meat that is, is, I guess, forgiving because more people seem to be turning it to more and more as uh, wings. Uh, will you be doing something like that as well? No, I think I'm going to stick with the old-fashioned breast. I mean, if you get a breast that's, that's done right and uh, nicely soft and moist and tender on the inside, not overcooked, it really, there's no comparison. Do you worry about if it sits a little bit too long that it's going to dry out? No. No, I, with chicken, uh, it's not that hard to hold chicken. I, I sweat more out of uh, a brisket drying or, or something else drying before chicken. It, it's really not a big deal. And cooking a chicken, the timing is, is not crucial at all uh, for me. Uh, you know, it seems like every cook has one meat that comes easier to them than others. And 
and chicken's just never been one that's bothered me too much. Now, ribs can throw me, but chicken I'm okay on. Craig Sherry is a pitmaster, Texas Pepper Jelly. Again, the website, texaspepperjelly.com. If you want to check out and grab up some of his products, highly recommended. He's going to be at the American Royal this coming weekend. A couple weeks after that, he'll be down at the Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off. Craig, always appreciate the time, and good luck to you coming up. I appreciate it, Greg. Thanks for having me on the show again. All right, take care. There he is. Craig Sherry, Texas Pepper Jelly. Yeah, for the people that haven't tried it, uh, do yourself a favor. Don't make the mistake. I can almost correlate this back to my whole Joe Beast take that I had at the top of the hour. I waited for two years before I tried it because I was like, there's no way that uh, pepper jelly is going to be that good. I could probably find it at La Gourmet over in a high-end shopping center that we have in uh, Beachwood. And it's going to be just as good. And I wasn't necessarily happy with uh, the stuff I was getting at La Gourmet uh, because there wasn't a lot of options, not a lot of fruit options at least. And then finally it busted down. And the thing that did it for me, that held me away, and I urge you because I made the same mistake, is that when you go, don't order just one jar because you're going to see the shipping costs come up and you're probably going to have a little sticker shock, okay? Order four, five, six jars. Make a week of it. Make a month of it. I mean, six jars. I could tell you to order a straight-up case, a mixed case, 12, 24 at a time. They last forever, and they're all one better than the next. I prefer the habanero-type jellies, although I have had the, the Jap jellies as well. And my favorite is the uh, pineapple habanero. I love it. That is my uh, secret go-to ingredient in my barbecue sauce. If I run out of the uh, pineapple habanero, I do go to the uh, strawberry. As well, that works very well in my sauce, too. But it goes on everything, man. You can put it, I put it on hot dogs. I put it on hamburgers. I have glazed it on my ribs and then put sauce over the top of it that already has it in there. It's a very unique product. It is good. It's all natural. It's not going to uh, kill you with chemicals or anything like that. So uh, go ahead and give it a shot. And don't let the shipping scare you because the more you order, the, the, less, the, sh- the less the shipping actually is because you're able to spread it out amongst other. I was so like, oh, my God, one can is going to get over it. Don't make the same mistake I did for crying out loud. Be a man. Suck it up and try these products. You're going to be very happy that you did. You can email me and tell me how happy you are that you're trying them. That's what I know. Uh, before we get it on with Mike Davis, because you got to get it on. Butcher Barbecue, you ever heard of them? They're only one of the best teams out there in the competition world, and that's because they have these great products. You've heard of them? The pork injection, also the world-famous, universe-famous brisket injection. It's the best-tasting marinade deemed by highly skilled and qualified judges from barbecue cook-offs, sanctioned by various barbecue associations from around the United States and Canada. It's a simple-to-use marinade designed to be right there injected into them their meats to increase the moisture while intensifying the natural beef flavor. ButcherBBQ.com. Click Injections. Go from there. Tells you exactly how you want to do it, how you want to mix it. Substitutes that you can use while mixing it if you want to. It's very easy. And it's not just for competition, for crying out loud. If you're a backyard schmuck like me, inject your stuff. It's going to be better. People will rave about you even more. Look, there's nothing better than being a pitmaster, an award-winning pitmaster in your neighborhood. Chicks dig it. Men are the envy. You are the envy of men. What is that saying? Uh, Men want to be me. Women want to get with me. 
because I can whip up a succulent butt. Also, there's a new product called Grill. Revolutionary product. Can flavor many different types of meat with some easy-to-follow applications. One way through marinating where you place your mate in a container. You cover enough grill liquid to cover the product. And you uh, let it chill out for two to four hours. Maybe more, I guess, if you're so inclined. Also, the quicker way, you can uh, do it through injection. You use a syringe to inject through the meat with the grill. You let it sit about 30 to 60 minutes, and it's ready to go. And, of course, for the full-flavor willy, you can do both. You can marinate it, then you can inject it. For the brine, you mix a half a cup of grill with eight cups of liquid for the injection. It's an eighth to a quarter of a cup grill to two cups of liquid. It's highly recommended to start with on chicken, but after tasting it, you realize it can go on ribs and steaks and chops and all that other good stuff. And it will give you all the moistness expected while adding a great flavor. Gang, shipping update. Dave is pleased to announce that he has been working hard with the uh, shipping people over at the USPS. Priority shipping for all domestic packages. Now, all costs will be set at a flat rate. Orders at $55 or less. Your cost shipping, 7 bucks, Cheap. Orders that are more than that, 9 bucks, Cheap. It's just one more way to trust your butcher. Aside from the injections, the rubs, the sausage spices, and the sauces. No, one more way to trust your butcher. Kick-ass shipping rates. It's the best. ButcherBBQ.com. ButcherBBQ.com. We're back with Mike Davis. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we are uh, rolling, as it were. That was Craig Sherry, if you missed him. He's going to be uh, American Royal this weekend. He's also going to be going to the Jack Daniels as well. He won the Houston Livestock Rodeo. Man knows how to cook. He's bringing it strong. He's got great products, man. Texas Pepper Jelly is so freaking good. TexasPepperJelly.com. Do yourself a favor. Don't wait as long as I do. All right, let's go ahead and race over the hotline. Close out the show strong tonight, Mr. American Royal. Mike Davis from Laudable joining us here on the show. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Greg. How are you? Absolutely fabulous, Mike. Always appreciate you making time for the show. And we're kind of building into this weekend that uh, kind of a, a sweet spot in the heart of Lotta Bull. You've done a, a, a bunch of winning over at the American Royal over uh, the last handful of years, Mike. And obviously, you're cooking very well. Before we get to that, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Praise the Lord, which uh, you took part in this past weekend. I was talking with Rod Gray earlier in the first hour, who was also there. Uh, you finished a little bit ahead right. of him. You were, I believe, third overall. How do you how do you like the right. event? Uh, do you like it? Do you like the fact it's dual sanctioned? Is it a lot? Is it too much? Uh, and obviously, you know, a legend himself putting this on uh, along with his daughter Amy Mills uh, and Mike Mills. Uh, just give me an overall view of what you think about this particular event. Well, you know, praise, praise the Lord is a wonderful event. I mean, it's very well run. It's very well put together. Uh, Mike and Amy are just wonderful people. Uh, very hospitable. I don't think you could find a better couple of people to put a contest on in the country. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the concept of doing the duel, 
um, is a little far-fetched for me because I don't do the MBN side, you know. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, the turn-in times were a little weird for us, but uh, we, we kind of muddled through it and, and, and got it done. Yeah, Rod said he was napping in between turn-ins because it wasn't like the typical KCBS. <laughs> do, do you find that when idle hands uh, have the time that you can get thrown off a lot easier than it would be when you're regimented to what you're doing most every other weekend? Well, it, you know, had I not uh, had my beginning in, in Texas in, a, in, in an IBCA-sanctioned uh, contest, I, I probably would, but I, but I learned early on how to leave stuff alone you know when you've got that long in between turn me so mike davis joining us here a lot of bull bbq.com is the website uh mike you've been cooking very well again this year uh you got a number of wins and you're you know really building into the american royal how are you feeling this year? I mean, you, you, you've done very well, as I said, but you're coming into an event which you have uh, really dominated over the last uh, you know, five, six years. Uh, you've won Grand Champion. You're going after your fifth. You've won it four times, whether it be through the Invitational or the Open side. Uh, is this something right. that you're just hitting, and it's, uh, I don't want to say luck, but you just do well, and, and you're amped up, and you're ready to go for these competitions every year, or can you put something specific on it? You know, you know, it's hard to put anything specific to it, uh, Greg. It's, uh, you know, we we go for the fun of it. You know, like I've always said, you know, we get to see everybody we don't get to see, but once a year, and uh, and we just go into it. I think more relaxed than a lot of people do. Um, we we dare to do a job uh, to get all our meats cooked correctly and turned in on time. But uh, you know, for for us, it's a fun thing, and I think that has a lot to do with it. So is it the the pressure is kind of off because you're you're able to see friends, you're able to catch up with people that you're just a little bit more relaxed and, and able to get into the the process? Yeah, you know I think it is uh, uh, for for us. You know, if I never get another name call at the American Royal, I'm okay with that. You know, and and, and it's so relaxing to be able to go in and say that uh, we we did a back to back in '05 and '06 and. Uh, Man, we'd like nothing better than to do that, but we're not going to run it down hard. So you're looking at the Invitational uh, first up, and you're running down the list of who's going to be there. We've kind of been uh, betting who we think might be in contention this year. And obviously, a lot of teams cooking very well that are going to be out there this coming weekend. Uh, obviously, one team jumping right. right to mind is Robert McGee, Munch and Hogs at the Hilton. Nobody cooking any better than him this calendar year. Uh, do, do you find right. him to be an odds-on favorite? Uh, do you think that because of this event uh, that you can't, necessarily count him in as a uh, perennial favorite or where are you thinking who what team do you think might be peaking well, right now yeah you know you can't, you can't count rob out i mean it, this is his home turf um and, and he obviously cooked very very well uh no matter where he's at but uh you got some guys coming from uh from a long way away that uh, seem to have uh, mastered it so to speak uh even over you know, going from um, on the East Coast back into the southern states, done very, very well. And you got some guys from the Midwest that are reaching out to you. So, um, uh, you know, you got swine assassins from uh, from Iowa. You got uh, chick swine and bovine from Maryland. Uh, man, those guys are rocking right now. Mike Davis joining us here on the show. Uh, when do you plan on loading in for American Royal, Mike? Do when do you plan on loading in for the American Royal? We are going to be there Thursday morning. 
Now, when you're doing your process, is it the same thing every time? Will you change things here and there? I was talking with uh, Chris Hart last week, and we were talking about the Jack Daniels, which we'll uh, talk about here in just a few minutes. Chris, I guess, is is a little out of the ordinary in the fact that, uh, you know, where, uh, let's say, the majority of competition cooks out there, when something is working, they're not too anxious to start changing things and mixing up flavor profiles and all this stuff. But Chris seems to thrive on that type of a thing where he's not necessarily keeping track of exactly what he's doing or he's not afraid to make a change from one weekend to the next when he might have won one weekend and it could cost him the following weekend. Are you guys pretty regimented uh, where it's going to happen and things that are going to take time during that uh, competition? We're, we're very regimented to do the same thing every time. We do, just, uh, we, we, we can't make the change. So uh, the prevailing, at least from what I hear from other pitmasters, is you know sweet uh, with a little bit of heat, and, and that seems to kind of been a, a profile that's been running over the last uh, number of years. Do you think that there's going to be at some point an evolution where it might start to break away from that, where you know it might be a little bit more spicy, or there might be a, a less sweeter uh, winning product of barbecue out there? You know, I keep looking for that, Greg. I think, um, and, and I thought sometime this year that maybe that was happening um, from from judges. You know, they you kind of hear things that say, "Hey, you know, I'm tired of these sweet sticky thighs and, and stuff." But you know, there, there's a different kind of heat. Um, you know, whether the heat hits your lips or whether it hits the back of your tongue as it goes down. You know, all of that plays into this. Is it? Uh, is it? Do you think it just might be a matter of somebody giving it a go for four, five, six, seven competitions in a row before somebody's willing to to break out, or one of the judges is willing to relent and start accepting a different flavor profile? Uh, or do you think the teams don't want to make that consistent effort to break away or or break that mold that is kind of all consuming in, in barbecue right now because they don't want to put themselves in a position where they're losing money? Yeah, it, it you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do something like that, it needs to be done early on in the year, uh, the middle and the latter part of the year. They're definitely afraid to make that change. Um, so, uh, you know, looking at this part of the year, I would say no, they don't need to make a change or shouldn't make one. So. Mike Davis joining us here on the show. All right, so you're going to be cooking the Invitational. You've won that, uh, and then you're going to turn around. You're going to cook the Open. You've won that uh, uh, probably more than anybody else. Um, what do you think the Open brings for the people that aren't familiar with the Open and, and certainly nobody more familiar than you? This is a completely different animal from you know what you cooked the eight, nine hours prior to that in the Invitational. What kind of a – does it bring a different mania when the day arises and you're getting ready again and you see five times the amount of people start showing up and they're going to be going up against you? Does it, does it amp you up even more? Is there that much more of a level of competition for you guys? Well, you know, you think it would be, but, uh, you know, for us, it's just another day at the office. Um, and the, the more, the more, the merrier. Just bring them on. I mean, because you have won it, do you think that there is, when these guys start loading in, they're like, eh, there's a lot of bull, and, and they're kind of targeting you guys to kind of benchmark them uh, in comparison to you? Yeah, you know, sometimes I think uh, they should give us my, my T-shirt for the big bull guy on the back, because I feel like that about every weekend somewhere. 
do you do you get a lot of uh, do you get a lot of fanfare at competitions? Do people come around? They want to glad hand Mike Davis and and Debbie and, and see everybody and kind of you know shoot the shit with you a little bit. They do, and and we certainly enjoy that. Uh, we go back to, to certain contests over the country and every year, and a lot of it is because you know not only do we do well at the contest, but there's people that actually look forward to seeing us, and we actually look forward to seeing that. And it's just the general public. It's, it's not uh, other cookers. It's, it's people that come to the contest just to see us. Do you find... And that makes you feel good. Oh, of course. Uh, do you find that people for the most part understand that there's a, a time for socialness and the fact that, you know, Mike and Debbie are happy to see you and people know that delineation point between when they can talk to you and when they need to get the hell out of your way. Yes, they do. Uh, for the most part, they do. <laughs> uh, Mike Davis joining they, us here. They will, they will tell you. Oh they will yeah. Tell you. I know you're busy. I just wanted to see you for a second. Oh, well, at least our understanding. Uh, so you're not uh, having to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, process has, has got to be key, uh, especially at certain points for any competition. Um, when you are done with the American Royal, however uh, the outcome is going to be, um, and then you're looking towards Jack Daniels, a completely different competition. And, uh, you know, I've probably asked you this uh, once or ten times before, but, you know, as you look at it, and as somebody who has obviously won the the Jack da- or the, uh, uh, the American Royal, you know, if, if I could give you the choice at the beginning of the year, Mike, Mike, you can win the uh, Invitational or the Open, or you can win the Jack Daniels. Which one do you think you, you choose and why? I'd take the Invitational. And why is because... Everybody there has won their way in. Uh, they're formidable opponents. Uh, it's not about just paying an empty fee and coming in and, and cooking against everybody else. But those guys have won their way in there. And that, that to me, is the ultimate. Now, when you look at the Jack Daniels, and when I had Rod on a little earlier, he said that uh, probably in some form, because of the way that the Brown Foreman goes about promoting the event and maybe doing a better job than the American Royal does promoting their own barbecue event, that there might have been a, a mystique built around it where people want to go ahead and, and win that because of that uh, drawing process. If you don't win seven, uh, if you don't have an automatic uh, that you're going to be able to take part in and you're just pulled out through the drawing process, somehow that makes it even more magical to win but then I'm going to sit here and argue with everybody all day that uh, you know how many great teams that have been cooking their asses off this year are left out on the sideline. Is there yeah. is there a yeah. misperceived magicalness uh, that has to go with the Jack Daniels, or is it uh, is it deserved? Uh, I don't know, Greg. It's, uh, <laughs> I guess there's a mistake that goes with it. Uh, you, you know, I've voiced my opinion about it a lot uh, to you, and uh, I, I don't know. You just like the American I'm, Royal I'm, better. We, we can leave it at that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like going to Jack Daniels, but, you know, for me, that's another good time contest. You know, I go, we cook, we turn it in, and, and uh, if we hit, we hit. If we don't, we don't. Well, last year, we got a perfect score of brisket. Um, there and it was the only call we got, and that was just wonderful for us. So, 
if we go there and we hear our name call, we're happy. And if we go there and we don't get our name call, we've had a good time, and we'll go to the next one. Yeah. Now, I mean, you've been there, uh, you know, a number of times, a lot of teams going down there for the first time. And, you know, I was asking some right. other teams that have been down there, uh, you know, a handful of times. It's, it's, it is kind of an, an awkward thing where, you know, maybe your team that doesn't do a lot, this could be your only time to the Jack Dane. There's no doubt about it. There's no guarantee that you're going to ever yeah. get picked again. So how do you go about or, or what is your advice for other teams that are going down there for the first time to not get caught up? I mean, I would have to imagine it's completely easy to get caught up on every other thing else going on except for the fact that you're out there cooking. So how do you go about not getting experiencing the Jack Daniels because you want to do that, but also going down right. and allotting yourself a good chance at victory because you got to go down there and cook your ass off to win? You do have to. That's exactly right. And... and a, a first-time team that goes needs to experience everything they can that they have going on in the hall. They need to do the parade. They need to go up on the hill, uh, you know, go to the hardware store in town. They need to experience everything, but they don't need to lose sight of what they're there to do. And that's because of the contest. If they could take their, their schedule that they normally use every weekend, put it on a piece of paper and look at it, and be there for it. When it's time, they'll be fine. Do you think that uh, teams make a concerted effort to always cook the way that they have cooked? Or you're kind of uh, dancing with uh, what you brung to the dance, I guess, uh, is a terrible analogy. Or because of the fact that you have a bigger amount of untrained or unexperienced KCBA pallets, not all of them, of course, because you're going to get tables that, right. that have very well uh, seasoned KCBS pallets, but probably the, the, it's better, it's safe to say that there's going to be a majority of people that might have just been qualified uh, the night before. Do, do you need right. to change it up a little bit for them? We've seen in years past, um, you know, where, where people have kind of done, let's say, uh, vending style barbecue, and they've done very well with that. Or do you have to? You have right. to be. You have to trust in what you've done, and you just kind of put it out there and see if it hits. You know, I think you. I think you've got to stay with what you. What you know. Uh, the the luck of the table is going to make it. You know, make your break you regardless. Uh, you do have some uh, very well qualified judges that are there, mm-hmm. and you do have some first timers that are there. You know, you gotta you gotta play the odds and and say, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm gonna turn it in like I do every week, and hopefully, it hits the right table. Now, Mike, I, I know uh, kind of switching gears up here a little bit, uh, you know, your team that has, uh, you know, a, a nice handful of sponsors uh, that you deal with. And uh, one of those, obviously, is the the Yoder's Pits. For the people that aren't familiar with right. those, um, because you were long story to Jambo user and then you switched over to Yoder's. What did you like uh, about the Yoders? Obviously, I'm sure you, you played a big part in kind of helping construct what you were going to be using on the competition circuit. But people mm-hmm. seem to be like, oh, wow, you switch away from a Jamie Gear pit uh, to something else. What did, What was your big stepping off point? What did you like, and, and why do you like the cooker so much? Well, I, I like the cooker so much because I was able to design it the way that I want. I, I wanted to cook. Uh, and they went through with that step by step with us. Uh, and, and quite honestly, you know, uh, Joe was a little hesitant about making some of the changes that we needed that I asked for. And, and once he saw what I was doing, it made sense to him. We put it all together and it worked. You know, this, 
this pit uh, cooks hotter than anything I've ever had before. Um, I, you know, I, I cook probably at uh, 325 degrees showing on the commodity, but that's a 30-inch barrel. Probably in the middle of that thing, I'm probably running 375. You know, and, and I kind of feel like everybody can cook low and slow, but to cook hot and fast, you better know what you're doing. Yeah, kind of a, a unique segue into my next question is the fact that, you know, you, you'd seen a big uh, up uh, uprising of this uh, Wagyu beef, uh, especially when uh, Pitmasters mm-hmm. was on. And uh, you're, you, you know, you use, is it Strube Ranch that you use? Am I saying that right? Correct, yes. Okay. So, you know, when you were looking, were, were, did they approach you about being a supplier? Did you have some type of contact with them? And why go uh, and choose something like that versus what you could get in a Sam's Club or, you know, some uh, big market store? Yeah, you know, they did come to us uh, and offered us some dishes uh, to try and see if we liked it. And, and it, you know, we cooked them. We liked them. Uh, we cooked them in a couple of contests, and they seemed to do pretty well. It took a little time, you know, to understand how to cook them uh, and, and make it work. The, the beef is so rich that, you know, you, you kind of have to do some things that you normally wouldn't do with a brisket. But uh, uh, once you get it figured out, it works very, very well. Now, I've heard that you, you don't want to cook them too hot or, or there is a propensity of the fat to boil out of uh, the Wagyu beef versus some of the other. Did you find that to be the case? Is that something that you had to tone down? Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, I'm cooking it probably, you know, 325 to 375. Yeah. And, uh, as long as you adjust the time and, and pay attention to what you're doing with it, uh, you know, I could teach anybody to cook one. And then uh, why don't you go ahead and, and mention some of the other sponsors that you have there before I let you go tonight. Yeah, we, we use the, uh, the Eden Farms pork from uh, State Center, Iowa, the Antoine Hardwood from uh, Southwest uh, Antoine, Arkansas, and, of course, the Yoda Smoker uh, that we use that uh, we just absolutely love. Mike Davis from Laudable joining us here on the show. Again, the website, laudablebbq.com. Uh, pointing towards the American Royal this coming weekend, and then it'll be at the Jack uh, a couple weeks after that. All right, uh, before I let you go, Mike, you know, i got to ask you, uh, this coming weekend, percentage of you pulling off yet another grand champion, whether it be on the Invitational or the Open side? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Uh, it, I'd say the percentage is probably pretty low. but uh, <laughs> Pretty low, so it's got to be 50% for you, right? <laughs> yeah, we yeah we'd like to think so. All right, and then uh, what about Jack Daniels? Because everybody I talk about Jack Daniels, I'm asking for a percentage of betting on yourself. A lot of people have been at the ten to fifteen percent. I've had one team say a hundred percent. Just wondering if you weigh in between there. Really? Wow. No, I wouldn't put a hundred percent. I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm going to make the prediction that uh, this year is going to be a uh, first time Jack Daniels participant is going to win. You think? I think so. Are you just making that a blanket statement, or do you have a first-year participant in mind that you want to put out there? Well, no, yeah, I have a, I have one in mind, but I don't want to do anything about saying his name. So, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I find that same thing to me. Just ask all the Cleveland sports that have been uh, tanked every time I've been somewhere live. Uh, you ever heard of the shot? That was because of me, I think. 
So, uh, all right. Yeah. So Mike Davis is saying that a first-year team who he doesn't want to jinx, which I respect, uh, is going to be taking uh, champion at the Jack Daniels this year. Mike, always appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend. And then at the Jack Daniels, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Greg. It's always a pleasure. Buddy. All right. Take care. There he is. Class, man. Mike Davis from Laudable. Love that guy. Um Look, Mike has been doing it a while now, so he's got some experience when it comes to the American Royal. He's won it uh, going for his fifth time. Uh, I believe it's been, I don't know if it, I don't remember the exact breakdown. My prep for uh, tonight got lost somewhere, so I apologize. Uh, but I believe it was, it's either one and three or two and two. and two. I think he's won the the Open more than the Invitational, but he did take uh, like Reserve Grand as well. So I'm not counting that as, as the, the the GCs that he has. He does have a reserve to his credit as well. So uh, And then he had that huge year back in, was it like two, 2010 or 2019? He had like uh, 12 Grands and 14 Reserves. I mean, he was just killing it. Maybe it was even uh, later than that, but uh, Mike Davis is uh, certainly an all-timer and some, somebody you want to look for this weekend, obviously. He's had great success and then uh, don't count him out at Jack Daniels, although it sounds like if you hit or miss, it's kind of he's just happy to be there and he's not looking to, to win it like the Motley Q crew guys. All right, let's wrap this bad bitch up. Let's go all the way back to the first hour. We thank Rod Gray from Pellet Envy, PelletEnvy.com. Also, he's sponsored by Greased Lightning, Greased-Lightning.com. Also, Easy Grill, the letter E, the letter Z, EasyGrill.com. Check them out. Great products. Also, we had Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins, swineassassinsbbq.com, his website. If you want to check him out, he'll be at the American Royal as well. Also, we had Craig Sherry, Texas Pepper Jelly, texaspepperjelly.com. Got to try those products. He'll be at American Royal this weekend as well. And then at the Jack Daniels, closing out the show strong, Mike Davis, laudablebbq.com. Watch him this coming weekend at the American Royal. He'll be at the Jack as well. We'll see. I'm gonna have the Jack. Dan- oh, I'm gonna have the American Royal winner invite and open on next week if it kills me. If it kills me. So if you win and you're listening tonight, make room Tuesday, bitch, because I'm coming after you. I'm doing it. I've been here. Now I've been here. All right. That's gonna do it for me. I want to help remind you to control the rusty grill grade population, folks. If you have raw cast iron and you use. Do yourself a favor. As it starts to cool down, hit it with a little Pam, a little Crisco. Let it burn back in. Reseason those grates each and every time. No rust. Once it gets on there, man, it grows like a disease. You want to keep it away. Season them every time, please. Also, September 11th, 2001. I won't forget. I won't forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.